This year, the White House has proposed to cut the national budget for science and technology research by up to 20 percent. We'll talk about what that could mean to science and to scientists. Up next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on The Scope. I'm talking to Dr. Brian Jones, an investigator at the Moran Eye Center at the University of Utah. Dr. Jones, are you worried? I'm terrified, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, we've uh, gone through a period of almost two decades of benign neglect in science, which is fine for most scientists. Um, You know, we sort of want to be left alone. We want to be allowed to do our work. Uh, The problem is uh, benign neglect has sort of caught up with us. And we're at a point now where um, science is dramatically underfunded and the prospect of another 20% cut to the budget uh, will be devastating uh, to science and careers. So this is still hypothetical. We'll have to see what comes down the line. But what could that mean for you and your research? The problem is if a 20% budget cut goes into effect uh, at the National Institutes of Health, uh, the NIH will likely award no new awards next year. Uh, they will all have to service uh, their existing obligations. And this means the research that we do into blinding diseases uh, will um, be delayed or will, um, in a worst-case scenario, uh, never happen. And, of course, this would go beyond impacting your research, uh, theoretically. It would have really broad implications. Uh, what, what a lot of people don't realize is how limited the funding is for a lot of labs. So uh, I was at Google last year uh, talking with a gentleman uh, named Rob Cook from Pixar. Um, Rob is famous for developing the RenderMan software package. And we were talking about where science grants come from. And so he asked me to sort of explain to him how how a science grant came about and and what kind of money we were talking about. And I explained to him that the basic sort of unit of Research funding is the R01 mechanism, uh, and for a modular R01 grant, that's about $250,000 a year. And he looked at me and he says, okay, so the $250,000 is for your salary, right? And I said, no, uh, it's, it's for my salary and for postdoctoral salary and graduate student salary and undergraduates and technicians and animal costs and lab materials and equipment and computers and everything required to run the grant for a year. And he, he looked incredulous. And, and he furrowed his brow and he says, but the $250,000 is for your salary, right? I said, uh, well, yeah, and, you know, everything else that we just talked about. And, and he, just, he couldn't believe it. He slapped his hand on the table and, and, and he said, you know, that's impossible. How do you, how, <laughs> how do you get biomedical work done on, on margins that thin? And, you know. Yeah, budgets for... Internet and technology are way, way higher. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Facebook employees are, are making $140,000, $150,000 to start right out of college. So, you know, people don't realize that the amount of time spent training, learning highly skilled technologies to push technology forward at the bleeding edge takes years, and we don't actually make that much money doing it. So um, any sort of budget cut already is, is actually devastating. Well, and if, I wonder if that hones in on part of the problem, that science and scientific research is really a black box to a lot of people. And I think, you know, maybe some people don't really understand that if you invest in something today, you're not going to get an answer tomorrow. It takes time. Right, right. So 
the classic case here in Utah is um, uh, Dr. Mario Capecchi, uh, our Nobel laureate here at the University of Utah. Dr. Capecchi started working back in the 70s and 80s on this transgenic technology, uh, this, this ability to take a gene from one organism and insert it into another organism. And he reasoned that he knew a little bit about the chemistry of DNA, and he thought it should be possible to take a human gene and insert it into a mouse. And uh, he got a lot of pushback at the time, uh, but it turned out that fundamental technology has become a cornerstone of biomedical research and has changed the world forever. And at the time, he had no concept where that was going to go. Um, and only with the passage of decades have we realized you know, how valuable that technology uh, has actually become. Science has a way of doing this. You know, we, we have to invest in sort of the basics. We have to invest in things that seem a little wacky or seem a little far out um, before we actually understand what the value of these things is. When it comes to the budget, though, I wonder if it's uh, kind of like choosing your favorite child. If you're investing more in science, does that mean you're taking away money from the arts or something else? How, how can you even make those decisions or justify them? The reality is the amount of money that we spend on defense in this country is, is larger than um, most other nations on, on the planet combined. So if you look at the F-35 program, which is our joint strike fighter program, uh, that program is estimated to cost about $1.35 trillion over the lifetime of that program. That amount of money would fund the National Institutes of Health, the program, the, the department, the agency that does all the Alzheimer's, all the diabetes, all the heart disease, all the blindness research, all the epilepsy research, all the cancer research in this country. That amount of money would fund the National Institutes of Health for 27 years, <laughs> fundamentally an entire generation of, of bioscientists. Um, and if we wanted to fund all the rest of the science uh, in this country, the National Institutes of Health and the National Science Foundation and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, um, that amount of money would, would fund all of those agencies for 22 years. So literally an entire generation of scientists and engineers in this country could be uh, educated and allowed to do their jobs for the cost of a single weapon system. I, I, just, I just don't think it's a valid argument to say that there's not enough money to fund the arts and the sciences. We could literally double the, 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 the National Institutes of Health budget for, for very little effort. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.